It's not just about mastering technology. It's not just about brand or messaging. It's not just about making more money. It's about showing up in a big way so your people can find you. This is about bringing your most wild and authentic self into the hustle and grind. Welcome to Tactical Magic, a business strategies podcast for the warrior goddess entrepreneur. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Molly and I've got an amazing, magical friend of mine on the line with me today. Her name is Mira Claire, Rainbow Chaser. Mira has been studying the body and energy medicine for over 15 years. She uses her uncanny ability to read energy combined with hands-on techniques to change anything that isn't working for you with your body, with your relationships, with money, or if you just want more happiness, she can facilitate that too. Um, I was just hanging out with Mira at her house a few weeks ago and running each other's bars, which is the kind of energy work that we both um, teach and practice, and uh, having a really amazing conversation about money. And I just thought, you know what? This would be fun to bring you on the podcast and um, share some of Mira's magic with all of you because Access Consciousness is an amazing set of tools with which to change your life. And also, uh, after having that little chat and running each other's bars, I had a big, uh, a big week in my business after that. And I know that it was largely in part to the work that we did together. So I thought it'd be fun. Yeah. Welcome, Mira. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. And how does it get better than that? That's how awesome. does it? What else is possible? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah well, uh, so yeah, I am an access consciousness facilitator amongst many other things. But um, I would say this, that the access tools have... They created so much more um, like pragmatic. They gave me pragmatic tools and choices for me to to have um, more of my reality with money. And I think that's something um, you know. A lot of us in the in the magical realm, money is so such a strange, weird creature, and we don't really understand it. And access has really helped me. I think before, like my money story with access is like I was um, over twenty thousand dollars in debt and not making, not making my bills, not meeting my ends, not making my ends meet. That's what I mean to say. <laughs> and um, and I diligently sometimes and sometimes not at all, but um, eventually, like, have really noticed my story with money has completely changed and. Um, you know, the willingness to receive it and what it is and the wrongness of it has, has gone out the window. So, um, yeah, I love talking to people about having money and especially those of us that, you know, like think differently or are on that path or on a path and, um, you know, have been taught maybe that money is bad and wrong, but right. and a, of course, a necessary evil. But yeah, what if it's not really evil at all? <laughs> what if it's not? And what if the belief that it's evil or that it's wrong or that we shouldn't have it or we can't have it or we're not worthy of having it? What if that's actually the only reason we don't? <laughs> and, and everything that is, we yeah. destroy and uncreate it. <laughs> yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine, chores, boys, beyond. So that's the clearing statement. If anybody doesn't know what it is, you can look up the clearingstatement.com. Um, but it's basically a magic wand tool where uh, anytime an energy is up that you want to get out of your life and out of your world and out of your reality, you can use that uh, clearing statement to uh, release that and get it out of your space. Yes. Um, so I know for me, when I 
actually had my first like five minute bars sampler at another facilitator's intro evening that literally the next week I went from making no money to making money, money that I could live off of. So that was for me a huge indicator of, wow, something is possible here that can change that I didn't have access to before. And now something unlocked in me where I'm capable of it. And that, you know, was an unfolding process for me of getting more tools, practicing more access, um, diving in deeper to what it is that's blocking me. What about this reality? I love that you said my reality earlier, because there's a distinction there or a difference that you can notice between this reality being what we're fed and told and what we buy by what, what, what's been given to us about reality and what's actually true for us might be completely different than that. And <laughs> unless we're given the, you know, context or the inspiration or support to change it, we don't even know that that's possible. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, what were the first sort of things that you started playing with or what were the first awarenesses that came to you that started making a difference in your world around that? Well, the first thing that I'd like to say is like the whole access bars is all about getting um, the body and the being to a place where it's receiving. And that's also the first step to having money is receiving. Um, if you've ever noticed like how hard it is to ask for money or, for, or like when you're getting paid, like, or if somebody's giving you cash, like you don't just sit there and count it in front of them. Everybody has really weird things about money. Everybody does. And, um, and they, and it gets thick. Like, um, especially if you work for yourself and you do your own like collection of monies or you, or you have private clients and you have to sit there and ask them for money or charge them or bill them. Um, it gets weird. And the, my favorite tool is who does this belong to? Um, my favorite tool for like everything. That's, that's my, one of my best friends. Who does this belong to? Um, who does this weirdness with money belong to? And that started to really allow me to have the freedom to go, wait a second. Is this really how I want to feel with money? Do I really want to feel so weird and like, uh, wrong and like, uh, can I ask you for it or not ask you for it? Maybe you have it, maybe you don't have it. Um, so that's the first best tool I think ever is who does this belong to? So you ask with every thought, feeling, emotion, body pain, you ask, who does this belong to? Because 98.1 million percent of your thoughts, feelings, emotions, body sensations are awareness. They really are not yours they are awareness it's in the data stream that's that's happening all around us we are getting information constantly but nobody told us um that we are that like psychically aware that we are aware of things so when you can pause in that weird feeling and be like wait a second what am i being aware of is this mine? Is this how I truly believe? Is this what I think about money or whatever it is? And then you can go like, wait, no, actually, I think money's great. And I really enjoy having it. I enjoy having it in my life. And it's easy. And I know it's always there for me. Like, that's my reality with money. So what is this other stuff? This is not mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you can move through it much easier. So that's one of my favorite tools. Who does this belong to? Yeah. Um, 
And just asking it sometimes will raise that energy. It doesn't even have to be like, oh, that was my mom's and it came to me at this point in my life. It, just asking that question can somehow change the awareness of it as being your identity and make it something separate from you that you can then. Exactly. And it's not at all about trying to find the answer. It's not at all about trying to find the answer. Um, it is really literally just asking that question so that you raise awareness so you can go like, oh, so you have a pause in your, in your experience. You know, you can be like, wait a second. And then, well, what do I, how do I want this to be? You know, like, what do I really believe? Then you can like cultivate how you feel about money or anything else. And, um, and, and make that more dominant than that other weird energy. Mm-hmm. Make it fun. And make it fun. Like I love my super fun. Great. Yay. Like when people pay me cash, I, I go, Oh, thank you. I count it in front of them. And I know how weird that is. And it was so hard for me to do so hard for me to do. Um, but I made myself move through it and I was like, wow, great. Thanks. Awesome. You know, like, yes. And how does it get better? So like taking that weird moment, and being like, great, thank you. Like if somebody writes me a check, I look at the check, I look at them, I say, thank you very much. Really appreciate this. You know, like acknowledging that money. And the one thing that I do want to say in, in this also is that like, who does this belong to kind of thing is like money is energy. We all have been sort of like trained to like think that in the spiritual world or the metaphysical realm of it. So oh, it's just energy, um, but it is just energy. It really is. And what it, like, what is, what's so, what's so bad about that energy? Like there's this whole, we have so many weird points of view about like money being bad and wrong, like the root of all evil, that it makes you bad. It makes you like people get weird. They do get weird, but are you going to get weird? And I think that that's one thing to acknowledge within yourself. If you had loads and loads of money, what would you actually do with it? Would you do evil or would you do good? And, and you have to acknowledge that you would actually do good. Maybe in some other lifetime you were evil, but in this lifetime, what would you do? And instead of like, you know, not going down that evil road again and not having money, maybe this time you could have money and do good with it. Yeah, or be willing to have it and see what you do. <laughs> yeah, maybe find out. Evil. Look at that. <laughs> let's find out. Yeah, let's find out. And be a place where that energy of money, just the way that we would want, you know, the energy of joy or the energy of ease to come to us and play with us and be our reality. What if that energy of money just needs the right invitation and opening to come and play with you? Um, Exactly. Yeah. Which shows up in, you know, the energy we pay bills with or the energy that we interact with others with, you know, when we have to pay for dinner at the table with everyone, how weird does it get? And how can we be a space that changes that and makes it something fun and exciting and alive? How much fun Mm. could you have and how could that be an invitation for more money to come to you? Um, Which isn't locking it down and, you know, turning into Scrooge or whoever. Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, So on a practical side, so number one, um, the, who does it belong to? But number two is that, is that receiving? Well, receiving is number one. Who does it belong to is number two. But um, receiving, the willingness to receive all energies and the willingness to receive money um, and the willingness to receive. Like, uh, receiving really isn't done on this planet. Um, and there really is not very many 
like you don't see very many human people doing it but like when you go into nature there's a lot of receiving like if you look at how like sunflowers receive the sun wide mm-hmm. open and totally yeah. non-judgmental yeah or the or the trees receive the breeze right what if that what if that is exactly how you receive money like are you willing to open yourself up to just being like oh yeah thank you Mm-hmm. Um, cause all those other judgments upon it, that it's hard, that it's this, that it's that, that, that makes that receiving nil, <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> Which brings up also those beliefs around you have to work hard to make money or you have to be deserving of it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if it comes to you, you have to give it away really fast. So you're not that person who just has too much. I, what I was wanting to say is like that those elements of receiving, right? That like money can be that easy of, of like being in nature and receiving and um, like homework to do is looking at any time you're not with, you're not in that state, same place that you are in nature with money. So like you go to buy a coffee and it's $5 and it gives you a crunchy feeling looking at that and being like, well, wait a second. And if you know the clearing statement, you could pod pock yourself or just be like, oh, wait, who, who's so stingy? Or like, what is this really? Is this really how I want to feel about buying myself a $5 coffee? No, I want to feel great about it. Yeah, I feel great about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. checking in with yourself in the moment and deciding or choosing a different energy with it. And what if it could exactly. be that easy? Um, the... The other thing is is to get super pragmatic about money. Make a list of how much money you require every month. Um, so all everything that it takes to uh, um, to to live. So that whether that's um, whether that's you know your mortgage, your rent, your car insurance, um, health insurance, gas, how much money you use. On. Um, for food, like get really, really detailed about how much it costs you to live every single month. And um, when you when you do that, then you know, like look at it. A lot of us don't want to look at our money stuff. It's like so, like uh, like we push it aside. Nobody wants to really balance their checkbooks. They don't even um, as if there are checkbooks now. But I mean, like <laughs> we don't really want like look at your bank account every go on get through your little app and look at your bank statement every single day keep track of it what does it look like how much is in there how much is going out um get really diligent about how much it how much it takes to live every month and the reason why you do that is then you know how much to ask for (laughs) Mm because it's an ask and receive universe yes so once you do that, then you know how much you need. And then you're like, okay, well, I need like $5,000 to like, you know, feel good. Um, great. And then you can ask other questions. Okay, well, what would it take? And anything that doesn't allow me to receive that, I destroy it and create it. And um, So then you have like a starting point. This is what I need. Okay. And do it every month because it changes. And then keep track of all the money that comes in. And even the money that's not cash or checks paid like somebody buys you lunch you're like oh that was 20 bucks or like start to notice where you are receiving or where you allow yourself to receive more like where you don't really allow yourself to receive in this area are you willing to allow yourself to receive in another area in gifts in acts of service in like things that are valuable 
um, you know, people giving you things or gifting stuff, like start to notice that because that's receiving also. And a huge thing is acknowledging, acknowledging what's going on, acknowledging how you're feeling about something, acknowledging what you're creating, acknowledging what you're creating in good ways and acknowledging what you're creating in bad ways. Mm -hmm. So then you can have choice about it. Getting clear about money. And um, I mean, it's so many people don't want to look at their money stuff, but balance your, balance your bank account every single day. Like get familiar with it. Look at your debts every day. Just look at them. Stop ignoring them and just look at them. Mm -hmm. like, oh, hey, hi guys. How are you today? Mm -hmm. How's it going? Great. <laughs> what would it take for you guys to get to zero? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And also just, you know, what does it actually cost to be you and how well do you know that number? Because it's not just how much do you spend on groceries, but it's like, how often do you eat out? How much do you, you know, how, how often do you send a package to a friend or buy crap on Amazon or, you know, how much money do you want to keep in your wallet and how much more do you need to bring in each month to keep that number there? Um, it's probably a bigger number than just your, you know, your checking account even just says on it. It's what you actually want to be creating each month. And mine was about double what I had been asking for when I actually went and sat down and did that whole math and, you know, added a little buffer for more fun money and added a little buffer for, you know, a 10% account where I might tithe to myself every time I make some money. Um, well, I think that's an important thing to note. Um, gifting like paying yourself first you said you said it like everybody knows what you're talking about but yeah tithing to yourself every give 10 percent of everything that comes in put it in another account that other account is just to have it's not for spending and it's not for a rainy day and it's not for when you don't have blank diddy blank diddy blank it is just to have and it is it is building the muscle of having money because when you have it it comes more of it will come to you like it grows itself it's a it's a magnet um and you'll find that you get to a certain number and you relax and you have a different point of view about money and you can also do that like you said like keep money in your in your wallet like put an amount of money in your wallet um you know i started out when i didn't have money i started out with a hundred dollars and that was huge to be walking around with a hundred dollars in my wallet and um, the idea is to show you that you always have money um, and that you can actually get whatever you want at the store. You could actually get it if you really wanted it. Um, but the idea is just to like carry it around. So then you build it and you build it till like it's 200, it's 500, it's $2,000. However much feels good to like roll around with. So you're like, yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> I got money. Balling. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring up this fun little game that you play in your world too, which I just got on board with. Um, Mira has this sort of altar to money in her living room, which is this beautiful bowl full of hundred dollar bills, and it's not real money, which I didn't know until I asked this last time that I was there. But um, on Amazon, you can order hundred dollar bills that are you know Chinese fake printed on paper, but they look very real. And I know you've experienced some interesting things of people coming in and avoiding it or walk like going right forward or wondering, and it makes this funny energy about money more present in your world. So you're more aware of it. I actually just took, uh, I bought 10 grand in hundred dollar bills on Amazon and I just filled my dad's spare bedroom that I'm leaving this evening 
um, of five grand in hundred dollar bills, which I think is hilarious. And I can't wait until he finds it. Um, just to see what happens just for fun. Cause the man's always playing the lottery and I thought it would be fun for him to happen upon that. But tell us about why you do that and how it shows up and you know, what it's creating in your world to have that little money altar. No. Well, I think another thing about like the, the pragmatics of money is, is, is get to know it. You know, what is money? Where did it come from? Read books about it. Um, there's a really, really great TV series that the BBC put out. Um, it, oh, The Ascent of Money, I believe it's called. The Ascent of Money. Um, and, it, and it's basically the history of money. So partly, so what I was doing was educating myself about like, well, what does $10,000 look like? And um, and I think, I don't know who it was. I, I think I have a friend that works in like showbiz and stuff. And um, they're like, oh, we order money all the time. Like, and I was like, on Amazon, I was like, oh my God, you could just order $10,000? Yeah. For like eight bucks. <laughs> yeah. Super cheap. And it came in the mail and I was like, wow. So this is what $10,000 looks like. You know, like, wow. Okay, cool. So it's like, this is how, what it feels like. This is what the stack looks like. This is, you know, this is what $10,000 feels like. Okay, cool. Like it's just an education of it. Um, you know, if I can't, if I can, you know, like that whole thing, like fake it till you make it. <laughs> one step there yeah what would it take someday to have that bowl filled with like real hundred dollar bills and it is fascinating to see what people do whether they're like they they pause they don't want to look at it they want it they're like oh my god i can't believe you'd have that open like that like yeah what would it take just to have so much money that it's like safe to like have it just out yes mm -hmm. do you need one take one you mm -hmm. need a hundred dollars take it you need 500 take it <laughs> That would be great. Um, but yeah, also like, so then I was like, okay, what does a million look like? And there's things online that will, that will show you visually, like, you know, how much, what a million looks like. And I was like, a million doesn't like, doesn't take up very much space at all, at all. And a billion about fits in my garage. So like, <laughs> it just changed the way I thought about it and, and made it more like practical and real. Okay, here's $10,000. Here's like a million. It's a suitcase, you know, like a briefcase size. And mm -hmm. okay, cool. What is a billion? Billions like my garage. Okay, yeah. So educating yourself about money, like just get into it. Like start. Where did it come from? Why do it we have so it? Fun, yeah. <laughs> it is fun. <laughs> get real with it. Yeah. It's a game. It's an energetic game that we can play or we can choose not to play. So what would it take to just have fun with it? Yeah. What would it take just to have fun with it? Because really it does add so much more fun to your life. Yeah. It really does. And what so, would it take for all the people that, you know, w would like to create greater in the world to have all the money they would like to create with? That's a huge factor, isn't it? Because I've looked at that a lot of times. If all the healers and all the um, conscious people are refusing to have money, how, how can we actually change things? No. It's going to take those people, yes, you listening to this podcast, to be willing to have it, to receive it, to play with it, to use it, to give it, to, in order for real change to occur in this reality. Because this is... Uh, you know, one of the biggest energetic games we play in these bodies is a game of money. Yeah. And to create something greater, you know, like rather than avoiding the game, what if you could actually get in the game and create something greater with it? Mm -hmm. I heard it doesn't have to look like anything you've ever seen before. Mm -mm. No. Nah. And then also like really 
diligently destroying and uncreating all your points of view about it because ultimately it's no different than you know the flowers the roses when you're going for a walk it's really no different it's nothing it's just all the points of view and projections people put on it mm -hmm. and how much clearer and more fun could you be with that money because it's not um you know it's not the whip that whips the horse it's the man not the money that makes the problem it's the man mm -hmm. so what kind of man are you going to be with money yeah and maybe stop avoiding that and realize oh i would actually buy huge prop i would buy rainforests i would i would like buy out monsanto you know like what would you do with it and yeah. stop avoiding that right and how much time are you spending each day imagining what you'd do with it and that is a way of playing with money until it shows up too giving that energy your attention right not like how many of us were thinking about that billion dollar lotto ticket all right <laughs> that was so great fun i that love really that that the lotto got up to a billion i really wow. thought i had it too i mean i was energetically there <laughs> we, we are there we have it right i mean like you that like when it's in your field you have it mm -hmm. it will show up for you yeah it as long as you're willing to be with it yeah yeah Okay, so uh, just on the topic of access in general, because I know some people are totally new to it. Some people have gotten a taste of it from me already. There was another podcast I did with some other facilitators, which was fun. Um, I'd also just love to know, like, what has changed the most in your life um, besides your relationship to money since learning access and diving into it? with access well one thing i'm super grateful for with access is like access makes everything look super cheap because <laughs> mm -hmm. access classes are pretty expensive and um and now i'm like oh my god that's all they charge for that great i'm doing it like it's so easy um and i do, i noticed that my point of view of money has changed just because i step up and um and pay thousands of dollars for classes uh, and that's changed a lot and there's so much more ease in my world about it like when I first started it was really crunchy like super crunchy but now it's actually a joy and I see what that creates in the world um, but everything I used to have chronic pain and the chronic pain is gone um, I used to be depressed and now I'm happy <laughs> <laughs> uh, like like everything is just better and hugely due to that first tool that I shared which is who does this belong to um, because that we're aware we're not all that stuff is not ours and um, that was really big for me to to learn because because um, I was aware of a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah yeah in my body bringing it into my body making it real and solid and dense and um, and that depression and suicidal thoughts and um, thinking all that stuff was mine and having no way out and access has given me the tools to um, to create the change in my life and see where I was limited I was limiting myself to two choices and I literally thought that's all there were when really there is um, you know a myriad a plethora there are infinite possibilities of choices out there and um, and when an access has open those doors for me to be like, oh yeah, okay, well, what else is possible? And actually um, allowing for the, those other choices to show up, those other possibilities to um, present themselves. Awesome. Yes, I'll have that too. Yes. <laughs> In many ways I am as well. Um, is there anything that you'd just like to share, any message or last words for people who 
are listening? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for listening, and um, you're doing a great job. <laughs> if you're alive, you're doing a great job, and it does get better, and it does get better, and it does get better. And how can people get a hold of you if they want to know more about you and what you do and come to your classes? Uh, Facebook is a great way. I have a website. Uh, my name is Mira Claire, so it's M-I-R-A-C-L-A-I-R-E dot com or Mira Claire on Facebook, um, Snapchat, uh, Instagram, <laughs> all kinds of ways. Yes. Yep. You can probably Google me and I'll be like one or two. I'll be the first one probably that pops up. Awesome. And she's a magical, miraculous person. She's totally created so much joy and ease in my life. And I'm so grateful that you came on the podcast. Thanks for being here. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Tactical Magic. To find out more, please visit our website, wildheartsriseup.com. Be sure to take a second and subscribe to the show and come back next week for another edition of Tactical Magic.